0: Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, June 20th. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here today because we're going to be talking about walking in victory. So often in the culture today, we love ourselves some victim mentality. And uh, God said He didn't die to, to uh, have you guys living in chains. He wants to set you free. So if that's you today and you kind of, you kind of taken on this persona of victimization, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so today is Mom Strong International Day. I am so excited to see what God is doing over at Mom Strong International. We are getting ready to start a brand new summer series there. I'm going to kind of be for the next 2 weeks here I'm going to be wrapping up uh the month of June. So today we're going to be talking about what it means to live in victory. And then uh, next Wednesday at the podcast, we'll be kind of wrapping up our whole series on strategies in spiritual warfare, and then we're going to turn to a summer series, and I'm calling it uh, "Is That in the Bible?" <laughs> so our summer series is really going to be answering the questions that I I see so much of on the internet and social media, and these are moms who are saying, you know, the first time you point out uh, something that's sinful, I immediately hear. Well, God says, don't judge lest you be judged. Jesus said, don't judge lest you be judged. Well, is that in the Bible? Yes, it is. But the key is putting it in context. So if you know some young women or some older women who really need to understand some of these things in context. We This, I think, gonna be one of my, my more exciting studies to do because I think it really addresses a lack of biblical literacy that we see in the Christian community right now. And so we're gonna be talking about it. So it's called, Is That in the Bible? That study is gonna start in July. And we always start our studies on Mondays. So that one's gonna start on Monday, July 2nd. And so uh, I hope you guys will be ready to hop in to that with us today over at the scripture writing challenge we are on ephesians 1 verses 19 through 22 so we've been talking about the power of prayer and uh, li- and really leaning into what god says is ours is that we have access to through the shed blood of jesus christ so this is ephesians 1 verses 19 and 22 if you're doing the scripture writing challenge with me this is what we should be writing out today it says i also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. So here you have the Apostle Paul saying, listen, you guys don't understand the power that you have through prayer. You don't understand how amazing it is, how incredible. He says, "You don't. I want you to understand the incredible greatness of God's power for those of us who believe in him. Listen, you guys, I have seen the power of prayer make a lame boy walk again. I have watched God provide for my husband and I on multiple, numerous occasions. The Homeschool Resource Center, which opened uh, last November, is nothing but an answer to prayer. Years and years of prayer. God works through the prayers of his people. And Paul is saying, I want you to understand that this this thing that you're accessing, this this thing we call prayer is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So he's saying, don't just sit down at the dinner table and say, you know, God is great. God is good. Now I thank him for my food. Don't do that. Get on your knees and say, Father, I've got this issue and this issue. I need wisdom. I need discernment. I need uh, I need wisdom for parenting my children. We need healing. We call out to Jehovah Rapha, the healer. And we say, Father, we need you to uh, to help us to, to help us see beyond the circumstances that we're in. And speaking of circumstances, uh, my friend Sarah May is gonna be coming on the show with me on Friday. She has an incredible redemption story, having grown up with an abusive alcoholic mother, and God has been doing a healing work in her heart. And one of the things, one of the reasons I love that she's on right now is because at Strong International, this week in particular, we're studying what it means to walk in victory. So the Apostle Paul in our scripture writing challenge for today is saying, "Listen, you have all this all this power that you can access through prayer," and then Sarah May comes in on Friday and she's going to back it up and say, "It's Jesus, it's all Jesus." And this week for Mom Strong International, for this uh, second to the last week of the study strategies in spiritual warfare, we're talking about what it means to be free. And there's freedom from, from the past. There's freedom for our, our present. Uh, there is freedom and victory for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And when we're in the middle of a battle, it can be really hard to see that freedom, right? We can be hard to see an end to the battle. And some days we feel uh, like we've had some victories and other days we feel like we've been defeated. But for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, the Bible says that the victory is already ours. So when we're in the thick of the battle, the best thing that we can do is to set our heart and our hope and our eyes on the victory that we have in Jesus. Because if you've read to the end of the Bible, spoiler alert, God wins this thing. And because God wins it, we win it too. Jesus has conquered death. And at the end of the day, you guys, we, this, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. So the other, the other way that God offers you freedom is he offers us freedom from the past. I cannot tell you uh, how it discourages me to see the enemy dividing us among uh, among racial lines, we are divided. Among denominational lines, uh, the enemy is is uh, working overtime to divide us right now. And how does he do that? He keeps us bound in our past, so we can be angry with things that happened hundreds of years ago. Angry because we don't we aren't uh, getting what we think we should be getting. Angry because we think we're entitled to something that we haven't received. Some of us could be angry because we thought we could have we should have had a better childhood or better grandparents, or better circumstances growing up. I know that certainly was my case, and it took me a long time to wrestle that demon to the ground and just say, you know what? I'm not gonna listen to the lies of you any devil, because Satan wants to remind me of our past, and God wants to remind us of our future. God's sure victory is what helps us to keep from being discouraged about the past or even our present failures. God is never going to say, well, I would have been victorious if you hadn't messed it up or I, you would be living in a better circumstances had generations before you gotten it right. No, we live in a fallen world. It's the voice of the enemy that tells us that our past uh, has to affect our present. It doesn't. God wants us to live in freedom and he wants us to live in victory. And sometimes that means we mourn the life we wished we would have had. And then we just say, you know what? We're gonna move on. Because in the culture right now, we love to be victimized and it is not from the Lord. The disciples of Jesus should be some of the happiest people on earth, no matter what happens to us, because we recognize that joy is a fruit of the spirit. It's not. It's not the same thing as happiness, although often they go together. Joy happens in the deep. Joy happens in the deep. It's the unmistakable sign of the presence of God. And I think sometimes uh, we, uh, we are afraid of the future. I remember talking to my daughter about this after she became a mother and she was saying, mom, I never realized I could love somebody so much. She said, I'm always worried that something's gonna happen to my boys. And I remember telling her, Savannah, um, this is gonna be the struggle that you will, uh, unless you get a handle on this now and recognize that God's plans are always for your good, Um, We will always live in fear of the future because we're all going to die. And the greatest defeat that we can experience in our battle is death, right? It's the death of a loved one, the death of a relationship. It's our own death. Death is our great enemy and something every one of us is going to face at one point or another, no matter how healthy or how spiritual we may be. In First Corinthians chapter 15, Paul said, death has been swallowed up in victory. I want you to think about that for a second because what Paul is saying is you don't have to be afraid of death. I loved Billy Graham's clear-eyed approach to his own death. He said, listen, you know, one of these days you guys are gonna turn on the news and you're gonna hear that I'm dead. Don't you believe a word of it? I am more alive than I have ever been because I will be with Jesus. So what he's saying is, wow, even if Satan strikes us down, it's nothing more than a bug bite in the scope of eternity because we're gonna be walking the streets of gold. We're gonna be with Jesus. Often we feel if we don't stand firm enough, if we don't gird up enough, that we're gonna be struck down in defeat. And it's true, we're gonna lose battles occasionally, and we might take a casualty if we fail to prepare, which is why we've been talking about this for the last couple of months here at the podcast. But we've always got to remember that the war has already been won. And God wants you to move from a place of a victim mentality to a place of a victor mentality, because you are more than conquerors, because of jesus and that's the truth you are more than conquerors because of jesus i love this uh this this knowledge that jesus said if we believe him if we believe what he says uh in his word then we can trust him that we can trust exactly what he's saying to be true and that we can walk in right relationship with him so as we we've 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 been studying ephesians 1 this is the um This is the Bible study. I thought it was really cool because today's scripture writing challenge is actually found in Matthew 21, verses 18 to 22. And this is the story of Jesus cursing a a fig tree. So let me read it to you really quickly. Uh, Matthew 21, starting in verse 18, early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except for leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what has been done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Wow, that's power, you guys. That's God saying, I have given you access to me because of the shed blood of Jesus. And Jesus is saying, when you pray, pray with faith. Pray with faith. God wants us to move from a place of victimization to a place of victory. And that is really what uh, what this passage is all about. Fighting from victory doesn't mean you get to be lazy or surrender, by the way. Proverbs 21, verse 31 says, uh, we need to be balanced, right? The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. So in other words, gird up. Put on your armor, study the word of God, study to show yourself approved. This is why I'm so excited about the new study that's coming up next month in the month of July, where we start um, um, sort of unpacking these untruths about the Bible right? That um, the Lord helps those who help themselves. I hear all kinds of things, you know, uh, but the Bible says in Proverbs, the horse is re- made ready for battle, but ultimately the victory rests with the Lord. And this is the same thing that's true of illnesses. We certainly saw this at the hospital when Bobby uh, was uh, spent so many months in the hospital. Uh, doctors can only do so much. Healing comes from the Lord. And knowing this helps us to avoid two extremes. On one end, we can slide into laziness and think, well, God fights for me, so I don't have to do anything. Eh, wrong. <laughs> on the other hand, we could keep fighting and fighting and fighting and never learn to rest in the victory that's already been secured by Christ. So we, we still prepare our horses and we put on the armor and we stand firm, we resist and we fight. But we ride into battle knowing that at the end of the day, good will triumph and evil will be vanquished. It's awesome. Uh, World War II ended in 1945 when Japan surrendered to Allied troops. Communication was poor to the many areas of the Japanese empire, so not everybody got the message of surrender. Bad communication combined with Japan's never surrender attitude left pockets of stragglers who kept fighting years after the war was over. One man continued living in the jungle and clashing with local residents until 1974, almost 30 years after the war ended. And this is the reality of spiritual warfare. Satan is done and the war is over, but he keeps fighting in futility. Victory belongs to the Lord and Satan is on a short leash while a cosmic countdown is bringing him closer to judgment and demise. So gird up fight with the confidence and the strength that the Lord gives you. The battle doesn't belong to you. The battle belongs to the Lord and victory is secure. Don't you love that? Your victory is sure. We've been talking about a lot of things at the podcast lately, and not the least of which is what's going on in the news right now. I just wanna encourage you to pray with me um, regarding the refugee crisis. I had someone send me a pretty harsh uh, email the other day wondering why I wasn't talking about the refugee crisis. Well. Part of it is because there are just so many other things going on, uh, but I, I do want to chime in and say, uh, we are called as men and women of the Lord to care about the widows and the orphans and to care about what's happening in our country. To We are called to pray for our leaders. This is a very complicated situation. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like the way uh, it's being handled, but I will say this, there's, I don't think that any of us are really getting the full picture. I think we're getting a lot of propaganda. I think we're getting a lot of pictures. I think we're getting a lot of photo ops. It breaks my heart that parents would bring their children to the United States knowing that A, they're breaking the law and knowing that their children are gonna be separated from them. And then political forces are using pictures as photo ops. Our nation must have secure borders. And so uh, can we be doing a better job at doing that? Absolutely. But I don't think that the answer, I don't think the answers that the pundits are saying are that simple. And so I wanna be in prayer about it. I wanna encourage you to be in prayer about it. We need to stop making emotional arguments, all these all these emotion-driven arguments. The United States has a program for asylum. These are not asylum seekers as a general rule. They are people who are coming over here because they want a better economic future for their family, which is a great reason to immigrate to the United States. The United States has an immigration policy in place. It's not a great reason to break the law. And it's a different process for people who are coming over here seeking asylum, people who are being persecuted, threatened, Threatened with death uh they're running from the, from a um an oppressive government that's typically not what's happening at the border right now at least not what i can see and i and the world knows that the united states is in an immigration crisis right so both sides need to come to the table and we when we need to figure it out but you know what i think i think that god said if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray then i'll hear from heaven and basically said i'm going to give you wisdom if you ask for it And so most of you listening to this podcast with me, just like me, are not in a position to affect change, but you know what you are in a position to do? You are in a position to pray. You are in a position to petition the Lord of heaven's armies and say, Father, we need your help. We need your wisdom. We come before you, we recognize we don't know what we're doing, and without your help, we're not gonna be able to do it well. And so that's where I really want to encourage you. Uh, Those of you who are listening to this who are, are grieved by what's happening at the borders, as I am, Uh, I believe we're not seeing the whole picture and I would just like to encourage you to pray about what is going on, to pray for wisdom, to pray for unity, to pray that people will come to the table and actually come up with real solutions so that we're not lobbing uh, grenades at each other over social media, but really not affecting any change at all. Uh, The Bible says that the answers that we need are found in prayer. It grieves me to see so many people throwing Bible verses around out of context, and which have absolutely nothing to do with what's happening at the border. And uh, it's not that's not the way we're supposed to be using the word of God. And in fact, we are, we are exhorted that we are to learn the word of God and to rightly divide it. God's word isn't meant for us to use as a weapon to throw at people, all right? It's meant to be uh, something that girds us up for, for the battle that we're in so that we can see the world around us with spiritual eyes. It grieves me to no end to see people who live absolutely ungodly lives uh, in, in the public view, people who are living lifestyles that are absolutely antithetical to what God says, uh, to do, they claim the name of Jesus and then they want to use the Bible, uh, when it suits them. Well, if you want to use the Bible to talk about immigration, let's, let's also use the Bible to talk about marriage. Let's do that too. You can't cherry pick it. And that's what I see happening a lot right now. And so I'm hoping my prayer is that the, uh, that the conversation will become one of, civility and that we will be seeking wisdom, not knowledge. We don't need knowledge. We need God's wisdom for the struggles that this country is facing right now and certainly around the world. I'm going to end with one more thing uh, really quickly. I I talked a little bit on Monday about the crisis that's happening uh, in our libraries and what one of the things that we are doing here in my neck of the woods is that we have started a story hour that starts on Wednesday. So every Wednesday at 11. So uh, we're gonna be reading stories to uh, to kids. If your child is from the ages of say two to six or seven or eight, somewhere in there, and they wanna hear a good story, they can come to the Homeschool Resource Center. You guys can find us at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle in Vancouver, Washington. Also, uh, we've been getting some uh, donations To the ministry, and they have encouraged and sustained us. And I want to thank you so much for that. If this podcast is blessing you, we would be so blessed and encouraged uh, if you would sign up to become a monthly uh, giver over to Firmly Planted Family. That money is being used to help homeschooling families, and in fact, um, not just homeschooling families, but families who want to raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord all around the world. And you can certainly encourage us. We would love to hear from you. Our mailing address is, again, the same as the physical address for story time. That address is 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington 98682. I hope you guys are encouraged by what the Lord is doing in your life. He wants you to walk in victory because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You have the ability to do that through the Holy Spirit. I'm praying for you guys this week. Get in your Bibles, and I'll see you back here with my friend Sarah on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.